on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustlers, grab your guns, your shadow weighs a ton, driving down the 101. California, here we come, right back where we started from. California. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar, and I'm here with my co-ghost. 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 <laughs> so, how long have you been a ghost? I think all my life. Whoa! Don't you have to die to be a ghost? Yeah, I've been dead this whole time. So all your you death. have a ghost girlfriend. What you mean was all your death. You were a ghost. All right. So this episode is gonna be. Karen and I talking about what we thought of the show. So the second part of the show will be a conversation with people who watched the show when it was on, you know, like to tell us about what it was like to watch it at the time and like the show as a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. Spoilers for the entire show, because we're going to be covering the entire show. We're going to be talking about every season, all 90 episodes, spoilers. So what did you think of this, Karen? What Of the OC? Yeah. Tell tell the audience what it was like to watch this. As a Under duress child oh the experience of watching it this time around yeah the experience of watching it for this podcast yeah we binged it in a week all mm. four seasons which is what like 60 episodes yeah that's so much the first season alone is 27 episodes. Epi- no 90 episodes Na- it's 90 episodes yeah 90 episodes is a lot yeah so what was it like watching it did you have a good ti i think i I hated it i hated watching it the way we watched it if we're just watching it for the first time and we don't have that like nostalgic tie to it Mm -hmm. i think it doesn't make sense to binge watch it is that what the show is too much drama no i mean i don't have any ties to it but like is that the way that you understand the show to be in culture i guess what do you mean like, as a cultural nostalgic phenomena. Now, yeah, because it hasn't been on for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think at the time, it was always, like, the cliffhangers. Because it's a soap. It's a teen soap. Yeah. So, it, like, it always ended in these, like, huge cliffhangers and mid-season finales. Yeah. And... Like, little mini story arcs. Yeah. And, like, you know, you're anticipating the next episode because at the time... It was like, oh, I have to wait Scandalous. another week. I have to wait another week to find out what happened to Marissa or whatever. Yeah. But when you're binging it, it just removes all of that, like, tension. Yeah. And so now you're just watching it just to see everything unfold. And you can really see the, like, the errors, I guess. Mm. Or, like, just... So, tell, a, tell us a little bit about what you didn't like about the show or, like... Some of these errors, I guess. Or, like, what worked for you and what didn't. You know? Let's start there. What worked? I think the cast had good chemistry. The music was great. Yeah. The things that people like it for. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also, like, a time capsule for the time. Mm-hmm. I liked, like, the references and the fact that they it was, it was satirical at times. Yeah. Which was like really refreshing for like a, a teen soap drama, whatever. What What do you think? What are your what favorite I like, parts? I th- I think the stuff that works is like the character dynamics. So I 
what I do like about the show often is like the non-scandalous parts. I think that like now I'm starting to think of like events in TV as like I don't know, like sometimes they work, sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. Like I mean this is not a great comparison, but uh Game of Thrones, right? Like mm-hmm. it, where Arya does the thing mm-hmm. where she kills the guy. Spoilers. But yeah, it was like a hype moment and like when you're watching it you're like, "Oh, that's that's cool." Like the momentum of the mm-hmm. the episodes like carry it. Um and I think that's the same with this show where like these big acts of like like these big scandals i guess usually revolved around violence Mm -hmm. you know like someone getting shot or like someone uh getting backstabbed or like possible rape or whatever i think they work in terms of like it being this like scandalous story but then it starts to become like we just gotta level each other up and keep going and like try to create these like big moments so then it starts to the show starts to feel that way and i think i mean all right so let's introduce it a little bit so it's basically like fresh prince you know like kid from chino from the hood of chino he like moves to he gets into some trouble and then he like uh he's arrested yeah he gets he gets some trouble he meets a public defender named sandy and he offers him his home because his home was broken essentially Mm -hmm. and it's just like fish out of water guy like dealing with this place where people have privilege and money and he grew up he was poor i guess he was poor i mean in comparison to the wealth of the people in the oc yeah he's poor yeah you know what's funny is that like so the main character is ryan what did you think of ryan as like a protagonist as like the guy that we follow for most of the story like did that work for you I yeah I think so I think I think I like the dynamic between Seth and Ryan and sometimes Ryan was too serious and it was a little much mm-hmm. he's like I mean he and Marissa are the the drama yeah so B elements come from but whenever he's with Seth like they balance each other out where yeah. Seth is like the comedic energy and Ryan is a serious energy and it just makes sense for them to be friends and yeah. to really care for each other because like they're just it's like an opposites attract situation yeah and often like that feels like the most enjoyable parts of the stories is them just being kids mm-hmm. instead of like <laughs> dealing with somebody getting shot or whatever the fuck yeah. it is yeah I mean not to say that kids don't deal with that because for sure they do, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm starting to think about, like, whether this show would even work without the scandals. Like, what would even, what would the show even be without all these, like, Well, I think season moments? four illustrated how it could have been without, like, the deaths and the near rapes. And I the... mean, season four started off with fucking, like, But Rambo, yeah, but that was only a few Fight episodes. Club, that was only a few episodes. The way it started off, it felt like it was carryover from the the drama of the the drama and the trauma Ooh. of the finale Snap. of season three, and even then, you you could see them be a little bit more creative. I mean, like by season four, ratings were way down. Yeah, like they fucking had Chris Brown as like <laughs> to appeal to the urban the market. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's the only character, only black character with like a the, sizable yeah, the, role. <laughs> it's fucking Chris Brown. Except for like the DA. 
who was like a recurring character like twice. Yeah. But yeah, like by season four, it was kind of like they just didn't care. You know, yeah. I mean, they didn't care about like the drama or anything along those lines, like the yeah. soapiness. And I think, I think the soapiness is. Part there was of, soapiness in the last season, though. I think romance is, is just it's soapiness. It's very soapy. Like, all but, the Seth and Mar- uh, Summer, like, romance stuff. But that felt, like, very network-y, you know? Like, so, one of the things that I heard about season four, like, the thing that it's praised for is that it did the college season well. Mm-hmm. Do you agree or disagree with that? Well, only one character was in college. Marissa? <laughs> <laughs> Heaven yeah. College? Or? Yeah. No, only... Summer was the only one that was in college, and half of the time, she wasn't in college. Yeah. So, I don't think that it did it well. It's just... I guess it handled that awkward transition yeah. well, where others don't handle it very well at all. But back to season four, I think they were more creative with it. They were... It was fun. Like, even the episodes that were very very serious and fight club ryan like they played around with like the time sequential order of things and yeah they had like the time swap yeah like 36 hours i mean and they did that throughout not time swap the one where like ryan and oh they did like a christmas story episode like a alternate he's in a coma and like the alternate christmas thing like what if ryan was never around Mm -hmm. okay i i acknowledge that but it felt too late yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what we agreed on. But, like, that's what the show could have been this whole time. Yeah. And it wasn't. So, what it was, going off of what you were saying, that you, like, they were, like, trying to top each other and, like, what's more dr- dramatic. Yeah, it's, like, what- built on this form of, like, escalation or something. Yeah. Like, if they had, at the end of season one, kept it at that level of drama, mm-hmm. it would have been fine. Yeah. You know, like... It, you know, by the season two, things were resolved with Teresa. Ryan could have gone back, made it more of like a high school like thing. You know, like stuck to the structure of season four instead of escalating the drama elements more and more yeah. for season two and three. But like now that I, we've had some time away from it, like we've watched, we watched it last week. I I almost start to feel like, I mean. I, the show okay so the show like balances or it's like yin yang between like this like you know uh, teen stuff teen high school stuff and like scandals i don't think like the scandals or the violence or whatever you want to call it i don't think they dominate the show so much in that like that's the only thing you see but i think the story of the oc really favors them and it almost starts to feel like can this show even exist without it like would this show have even been a, a phenomena without the dramatic all elements. the dramatic like the, you know like the Trey getting shot and like the what you say and like the potential rape or like all the like scandals where like I don't know Ryan's Johnny Johnny like falls <laughs> off a cliff you know Worst like character what is the show without that like I think season four is a glimpse of it but. I mean, would anybody say that that's the best season? I think so. Because I don't know if I would say that season four is the best season. Well, I also watched it very quickly. But I also, like, I, don't, I, I just felt, like, too little too late. Like, yeah. a lot of these stories felt like, 
early high school stories that would have worked, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like when uh, Ryan is like fantasizing about that girl. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you know, like just kind of like teen horny shit, I think would have worked well in this, in the first season. But, I mean, it, it does, I, for sure, there has to be like studio interference that like they wanted more, you know, of this like big dramatic moments. Yeah. More car crashes and gun scenes. Yeah. I guess that's not what... That wasn't one of my favorite things of the show, the drama elements. Yeah. It was a little much. One of the biggest parts of the show are the romances. They quickly pair them off, like, in the first episode. Mm -hmm. Ryan and Marissa, Summer and Seth. What did you think about, like, this... I don't know, like, what what was it like watching this... These relationships unfold? none, None of them felt all that real. I... I like Summer's character. I think she's, like, the most believable, like, teenage girl. Mm -hmm. But, like, I didn't believe straight away that she'd be that attracted to Seth. Or she'd, like, want to make it last with Seth. Yeah. And Marissa and Ryan make sense because they're both, like, brooding kids. Do they? And it makes sense. But also, like, a, a gag in the show is that, like, they're not interesting people. They don't have much personalities. What do they even talk about? Yeah. And the only thing they had in common was the drama that surrounded them in their lives. Yeah. What did you think of that? I mean, there were moments where I thought it worked. Like, what's funny about Ryan is that, like, he's he's kind of the person he is, or he would be as an adult, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, like the fucking guy from Chino who, like, drives a pickup truck and, like, really cares about his girlfriend, like... Yeah. He would be that guy. He's a hard worker. Yeah, like, he's, like, a, you know, like, an everyman, like, he's an architect, and, like, you know, like, all these things to shade in who he is. First off, I never... Did you buy that Ryan would be an architect? Nah. I didn't buy that at all. Like, it just didn't make any sense. They were like, oh, well, he's from Chino, so we gotta give (laughs) him some working class traits, or whatever the fuck it is. I mean, he was in construction. He was working in construction for a while. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I meant to say construction, but architect also. He's they mentioned that. Yeah, but only because he's like talking to like a construction worker, and he's like, "Look at this drawing that I made of the scale stuff." Yeah, I just didn't buy that. That's what he would be interested in, and the show made him a little detective. Yeah, you know, like he was like constantly like which which we'll get to, but mm-hmm. the romance between Ryan and Marissa. That's what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that he's that kind of guy. You know, put put a pin in your thought. But it makes sense that he's that kind of guy. So, like, I believed him as, like, this ridiculous... Like, it's almost like watching Marissa and Ryan is, like, going to a bar and watching a couple fight as a show. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of energy they give. It's, like, very toxic, very volatile. But I think, ultimately, like, the reason why the relationship fails in the show... Is because they just didn't know how to write Marissa. Yeah. I mean, she's everybody's most hated character. Nobody likes her. I don't like her. Do you like her? No. I think she's just a terribly written character. And I feel really, really bad for uh, Misha. Misha Barton. Mm-hmm. Because she was so young. Mm-hmm. But in the, like, in Marissa- the conversation we had, they mm-hmm. mentioned, which we'll hear later... They mentioned that she was kind of like tabloid fodder mm-hmm. around the time. The the actress. Yeah, the actress herself was very like... 
she's like one of those it girls like she had like Neutrogena deals and she hung around with like Lindsay Lohan and like stuff like that where like the tabloids were like all over her all of the time so her life itself was full with a lot of drama and scandal they just kept like ramping it like it's almost like they kept choosing all these like terrible choices to like just make her a bad person yeah it just i feel i feel bad for her character because we're like summer like everybody on the show was allowed bad choices like yeah like everybody makes bad decisions all the time because seth has a weed problem yeah they just like it never feels like summer has time to breathe as Mm -hmm. a character where she's just like a normal teenage girl like doing her own things i feel the same for ryan and i also think that's part of why the relationship I mean, well, the relationship didn't work because she kind of dead, but I think that it was because of, like, what you just said. But that she didn't have time to breathe? Yeah, I feel the same with Brian. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they stacked these, like, little romances right after each other. So, like, as soon as Misha, or, excuse me, as soon as Marissa and Ryan broke up, like, they each had, like, a new partner right away. Yeah. And they were still so clingy and protective. So, yeah, they were so cl- like Marissa is a very clingy person, and like the show makes fun of it. Like Summer's just like, yeah, you know, tall, beautiful, kind of clingy. Yeah. <laughs> um, to describe Marissa, Galindo mentioned in the in the convo you you listen to that the show is really about like codependent people. Does that change how you look at these relationships? Yeah, I, I think that that was a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, we should take it out, right? Can't let that fool make good points. <laughs> you know if we look at it as like these are codependent people it makes sense for ryan because he's like doesn't have much and like again like this like the angst the volatility the like anger he fits this archetype of like the overprotective boyfriend yeah so yeah so it made it makes sense that he's this like he's so quick to want to find someone to be with so he doesn't have to, like, deal with his own shit. Yeah. Like, with both of them, with Marissa and Ryan, like, their lives, as is, are so turbulent that, like, they keep getting together because, like, that's just... Like, one for Ryan, like, he his whole family is, like, all messed up. Yeah. Like, alcoholics. Like, They're looking for salvation through each other. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Marissa wants an escape from, like everything she knows in in newport yeah she wants an escape from the i mean i think a lot of now that we think about it a lot of marissa's conflict is that she wants to not be privileged yeah like i mean even like she was very happy living in the trailer park i mean maybe she wasn't happy but like it didn't seem to matter to her where she was living also with volchek she was happy Mm -hmm. all right so they set up marissa as this like character who's you know, trauma with her family or, like, drama with her family or drama, trauma. Drama, trauma time. Right from the beginning, too. Like, yeah, but, like, relationships they, with her parents. Are they up. set up this drama with her as, like, the backdrop or, like, the, the background to why she's a badass fucking kid. Not... She's a misbehaved child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think that that was enough to, like, justify some of the choices? Like, I know, I know most of it is kind of bad, but... Did that work to, like, fill in that part of her character, I guess? Like, the rebelliousness of her character? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the the thing that also sucks 
and I feel like I just I don't know I feel sympathy for Marissa's character because I just I don't think there was much justice for her it was just like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing that I mean a lot of the times it was her fault yeah but she's a teenage girl but like the like she was it seemed that she was most happiest when she was living with her dad yeah and as soon as her dad left that's when things like took like a major downturn in her life like at least her dad provided her with some stability and then Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Biggest piece of shit in the show. He's just such a bad dad. He's just like, Yeah, I have to be a better dad by leaving you. And then he comes back <laughs> and he's still shitty. He comes back to scam his scamming wife, Marissa's mom, out of money. Yeah. And it's a terrible also a toxic relationship, Jimmy yeah. and Julie. But, like, so I brought this up later in the combo, too, about, I mean, just a quick tangent on, on Julie and even Jimmy, too. I think they're kind of the most OC people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like this totally image-obsessed, totally, like, or maybe Jimmy's not image-obsessed, but he does, like, want money and, like, constantly finds himself in yeah. these, like, scandals. He wants status. And definitely, like, fits, falls in line with the codependent stuff. I think Julie's not codependent in that she needs her. She finds gratification from depending on people. I just think she literally likes to scam people out of her money and survives that way. Yeah. And Jimmy likes to, like, glean on to people who care about him and then, like, abuse them and leave. Or, like, take advantage to the point where, like, they don't like him anymore. Yeah. Which is, you know, a quick aside on that relationship. But, yeah, I do think that it kind of shades in Marissa's relationship. But I think... It gets to a point by, like, season two, season... uh, Season three, for sure, where she's just, like... It's almost like they they sent her off to, like, a different part of the show. You know? Like, they relegated her to, like, almost, like, perpetual B-plot or, like, Mm -hmm. just... She's just, like, not... Like, there's no... They're not building, like, a a character arc for her. I wonder if that, that was planned. Like, killing Melissa was... Melissa. <laughs> Killing Marissa was planned since the beginning. Or like was it just like, like a, a ratings grab? Amisha Barton herself says that she decided to leave the show on her own terms. That she had already outgrown the role and she was looking for other opportunities that the role was limiting her from. Mm. But like which is what kind of makes her death seem even more vindictive from the showrunners. Like, yeah. like oh like you wanna leave? Well, you know, your your character's going to die off in this, like, really violent way <laughs> so that there's no hope of you ever coming back again. And I, I don't know. I think that's really messed up. And that's a lot to put on the characters themselves, like, to put everybody through, like, a major cast death like that, like, a major character death like that. Yeah. What the fuck was she doing with Volchek? It's almost like Volchek was, like, Darkest Timeline, Ryan. You know, like, mm. scumbag Ryan or something. But do you have anything else to say about their relationship? I mean, I guess in general for their relationship is that I agree that they're very, like, codependent, toxic relationship kids. Yeah. I, I mean, I, but that's believable, you know? Like, it's believable for them to be that way. Yeah. It's just the the escalation of it all is not believable. Yeah, like, it's... Poor characters. <laughs> they just kept throwing these, like, fucking... Like, these, like, Oliver, big moments. Like, Oliver 
Oliver felt like he was from a fucking Nickelodeon show. He would looks like he would be. He's like uh, Freddie. Is that his name from iCarly? Like, <laughs> you know, he looks like a Nickelodeon actor. Yeah, I see that. But like, even that, like, did they have to have him like pull out a gun? Yeah, you no. know, like it just didn't make any sense, like, for that to happen. Yeah, it was just like, all right, I guess this is happening. Like, but we have that was to, season one too. Yeah, like we way. have to show how much of a bad person he is. Yeah. Like he's he season one was exhausting. Himself. Yeah, it was. It was. It took us a while to get through. It's almost like thirty episodes. They burned through so much story. That, anyway, it, that like by the end of season one, like you start to feel like these aren't even kids anymore. <laughs> like mm-hmm. these are like, like Ryan's about to be a dad, which you know, like. And, like, where we grew up, like, that was a reality to an extent, but here was, like, the biggest dramatic shit. But also just because they had gone through much, gone through so much in, like, I don't know, in a year, essentially. Yeah. Which is is probably, like, the biggest problem that they were, like, that's one of the reasons why they had to keep escalating the story. Mm -hmm. Because they were running out of material. Could like, be. they just couldn't, like, oh, well, what do we do now? Let's throw these characters into this crazy situation with Trey. Yeah. Let's throw these characters in with Volchuk or whatever, you know? Yeah. Let's move on to Seth and Summer's relationship. I actually like this relationship for the most part. I mean, I think because it's like, like, if you're not thinking about it as, like, he's a real person and you're just thinking about it as a TV show... The kind of ups and downs and, like, ridiculous, like, courting, I guess, or, like, trying to win Summer back is funny. I mean, Seth isn't, like, a good person, necessarily. But I think Summer... I think Summer had, like, a big, like, shift in her character, where Mm -hmm. she went from, like, the petty, kind of vapid, rich girl to, like, the most probably well-rounded character. Mm -hmm. Because she just became, like almost like an anchor to everyone else in a way that like everybody kept chasing like instability in some ways Mm. she became very like stable and like she was always like aware of who she was and who she wanted to be Mm -hmm. i think the college portion of her was a little strange but Mm. given the trauma that she experienced it makes sense that she was just like which trauma of marissa dying of her best friend dying yeah made sense yeah i don't know how did you feel about changing her character to like socially aware or whatever i don't like that was a weird change and and, like it became her character like that's like which like her passion was to be like she was kind of unrecognizable sometimes at like the last in the yeah. last season yeah it was it was very strange but maybe that's what college does to you yeah but in like I mean, comparison to like Seth, who kept all of his like little like quirks and interests, it's strange that Summer changed so much. It's nice of the show that they at least like showed like such a huge difference from where Summer started to where sh- she is like now as a person. Mm-hmm. Was that like she was able to take the time to be like. I don't want this Newport lifestyle. Like, I don't want to be, like, a cute, young wife who, like, has brunch with these girls and wears tracksuits. Like, I want something more. Yeah. And I think that was very satisfying to watch in a way that, like, all the other characters didn't really have that moment. Yeah. Like, at the end of it, like, what does Seth want to do? Like, we don't even really know what Seth 
like what his career path is yeah and also like the thing about seth is that i mean he gets a lot of credit because he was putting like nerds on the map in a way that like at the time they weren't represented mm-hmm. um i think in that patrick williams uh video essay he was talking about how like he made comics cool in a way and i don't know if that's true necessarily but i think i mean like watching it with 2021 eyes it feels kind of like like very commonplace now to be that way you know yeah like i was like that in high school but but in 2003 that was like the first time yeah of course yeah i'm not i'm not like that i'm not taking away from that i just mean that like because I, I think that Seth doesn't really have, as, as you said already, Seth doesn't really have, like, much of a, like, satisfying character arc. Because I think so much of it, it was just, like, he's the comic relief. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you have to really build this out, I guess. Because, you know, like, he had his, uh, his like, rebellious phases where, like, he was applying to college and he he gets addicted to weed and, like, he leaves to Portland one season. Yeah. He fucking, like... He's just, like, a bad kid because he's, like, a spoiled rich kid. Yeah. I think, I mean, Seth is, like, the opposite of Ryan and that. I mean, they're both opposites, but everything seems to work out for Seth. Yeah. I mean, I guess at, at the end, like, things really work out for Ryan. But, but he has a work string out, of bad luck. Things work out for Seth because of Ryan is the way that Seth likes to put it. Like, almost, like, he gets suicidal sometimes. I mean, maybe that's excessive. But he gets, like, uh, super depressed every time, like, Ryan's gonna leave. Or, yeah, like, he, like, shuns his parents or, like, you know, like, he... And, I, you know, watching, like, the first episode um, and, like, seeing how he was and, like, he did have a desperation that he loses as he gets older in the show and, like, as he starts to have more relationships and, like, more confidence. I wonder if, like, the reason why that stuff didn't hit for me as much, like, the kind of, like, Ryan saved me or, like, Ryan changed my life because Adam Brody's not a good actor? Or Mm. I just wasn't that into it. What did you think of I think he's not a good dramatic actor. Yeah. Like, I think when it comes to... I think he's really good at, like, his his comedic timing is good, and... I think he's good at faces. Yeah. I think he's good at playing hurt. Hmm. You know? Mm. Like, I think he's good at faces, but I don't think, like, crying and, like, that kind of stuff. He didn't really have much of those moments. Yeah. Like, even when something... Like, it was always like he was very serious. The biggest drama for him was, like, when his mom was an alcoholic. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's the moment that I was thinking of. Like, you know, I, I think, like... Both Ryan and and Seth reacted in a way where they were just very serious and, like, disappointed. But I think if it were happening to me, I think I would, like, genuinely cry before they realize that she's an alcoholic. When she gets in a car accident, like, he's worried about his mom, but, like, it's kind of like in the next, the next episode, it's just like, oh, yeah, like, whatevs. Yeah, also, like, the thing about Seth is that because he's he's so much of, like, the comedic relief... Uh, it's almost like he's annoyed at his mom for being an alcoholic <laughs> because he's so spoiled. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, credit to Seth when mm-hmm. Sandy tells him, like, your mom's an alcoholic. And it's like, she just lost her dad. Like, what do you mean she's an alcoholic? And that felt real. That felt like a real reaction. Yeah. But even, like, I don't know. Like, he was just very closed off. It never, it almost felt like 
Sandy and uh, Kirsten were more parents to Ryan than they were to Seth sometimes. Yeah. Because, like, Ryan... He needed that extra support. Yeah. But he didn't, though. He didn't need that extra support. Ryan, I mean, I guess he did in the beginning, but he ended up being way more stable than fucking Seth. Like, he did his work. He did his whatever he had to do. I mean, he, he had his, his, his hangups, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, Seth didn't even want to do the bare minimum sometimes. Yeah. He shared very few scenes with Kirsten. Yeah. And it just felt like, where, like, where are his parents at this point? Yeah, all the acting was done by them, for the most part. Sandy and Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Like the real, like the acting, acting. Yeah. The kind of brilliance of Seth is that it creates this like prototype for what would eventually go on to be like Abed, you know, like this like self-referential fourth wall kind of thing. And I, I, not that Seth is just that. I think that there are, Summer has some of that too, where like she refers to the show through like the Valley mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, which is like the fictional show on the show. Or a show within a show. But I think the stuff that works well with Seth is that he he truly does care about his friends. And I think that that's where the, like, he wears the concern well. You know, like, he shows up when, like, some shit's going down. Like, he's there for his homies. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's always doing something even though he's trying to, like, he's, he gets into these, like, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And, like, with all, the, all that shit talking we just said, like... No matter what, he's still the most fun character, at least to me, the most fun character to watch. Fun I don't, character. Yeah, I think he's one of the most fun characters to watch. I don't know if he's always, like, you're always rooting for him, but it's always a, f- a, f- a good time to watch, mm-hmm. especially the Christmas episodes. Yeah, like, it's a, it's a good break from, like, the big dramatic moments in the show. So it's always, like, very welcome when it's, like, a very Seth-heavy or Summer and Seth-heavy episode. Yeah. Because it just it gets so draining and tiresome watching yeah. Marissa and Ryan. So, in terms of like Seth and Summer's relationship, how did that work compared to Ryan and Summer and Marissa's? I think they Seth and Summer definitely make more sense. Like, sure, I have like my my problems with it, and like sometimes it's not all that believable, but it's enjoyable to watch them together. Yeah, and they're sweet to each other sometimes. Yeah, you know? I, I think like once they get over themselves, they're they're a pretty solid couple. Yeah, I mean on top on top of like all the shittiness of like <laughs> de- juggling two women or whatever, but like yeah. like the moment where and this is like very TV, very like kind of after school special stuff. Or maybe not after school special, but like kind of cheesy. But when Seth remembers, I don't know, like this like moment from like elementary school and like summer's like oh too bad it wasn't me but like you know like they're, they're they do a good job i think there's a lot more wit and humor with the relationship mm-hmm. and it's so much more digestible because they're not like <laughs> they're not the same person or like they're not traumatized in the same way so like mm-hmm. they're not attracted to each other because of trauma they're very much painted as like this was meant to be kind of thing which, yeah. you know, is straightforward and can be corny, but it's it's fun to watch. Like, I think they have a lot... Of, like, I think they have chemistry. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, thinking about, like, Marissa's character versus, like, Marissa and Ryan together, I don't think that, like, if we threw them in... They, I mean, they shared screen time with... Like, all couples shared screen time together. But, like, Ryan and Seth 
and Ryan and, and Summer makes, like, it's still kind of funny when they're paired up together. Like, they play well off of each other, even though Ryan is more of a static character. Whereas, like, with Marissa, it's just hard to even imagine her in, like, like some of those antic situations. Yeah. Like, she's, like, so far removed. And that might be because of, like, Misha Barton's acting and, like... She's so stiff. She sucks out all of the... Joy. All the joy in, like, any scene. Yeah. And it's so frustrating. And I feel so bad for Misha Barton. Like, I would be bummed out seeing her on screen. Like, fuck, we gotta fucking deal with the Marissa story again? Yeah. So we talked about Ryan and Seth and, like, their, like, bromance. And, like, it just makes sense for them to be friends. While I don't think that Summer... Well, I don't think that, like, Marissa has the same energy as Summer. I do like that they, like genuinely cared for each other yeah it's like and and i think we mentioned it in in the conversation yeah that like they're good female uh or healthy female friendships yeah i mean even julie and kirsten like once they're done being frenemies no they 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 support each other like like, it's different it's hard to be friends with julie because she backstabs you all the time but also like marissa and summer like anything they can do it's high school rules julie tried to like steal her inheritance you know like yeah. that that's pretty <laughs> but at the end gone, of the day you know? kirsten was like i forgive you bitch like t- <laughs> hey bitch <laughs> you tried it but i forgive you yeah. <laughs> and even anna and summer even though anna's just in season the first one. season um who's seth's seth's uh, other love interest main love interest but I also guess. like a wish fulfillment character yeah like everything seth wanted yeah, and versus Summer, who's like the total opposite of who he is. Yeah, uh, but that works because like opposites attract. I guess. Yeah. Also, like now that I'm thinking about it, like Marissa's kind of bratty, and you know she's justified to an extent, but also sometimes she isn't. You know, like yeah, her dad left and he did some shit. And I think that's like highlighted in the season where Julie dates Summer's dad. Yeah. It's a season three, right? She dates everyone's fucking dad. Yeah, she even in the fucks- alternate reality, she dates Sandy. Oh, <laughs> she's married yeah, to she Sandy. Fucks everybody, bro. Like, she's. I mean, I respect her. Honestly, I don't like her, but I respect her. Yeah, I she respect slept the hustle. With Luke, that's so crazy. She slept with. She fucked the shit out of Luke. Like her, her daughter's like childhood love r.i.p luke he was cool he was like i think they made a really good character out of him yeah a very like satisfying and i think that that's the story with his dad was actually handled pretty well i mean some stuff like you know like the way people reacted felt true to the time i guess Mm -hmm. you know like he was this jock who like all of a sudden now had a father who wasn't like the symbol of masculinity that he positions himself as and Mm -hmm. like he had a hard time with that. So much so that he's just like, fuck, I don't have friends anymore. I have to hang out with these losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, that didn't stop the show from making gay jokes. Yeah. Like, left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but which is also, like, yeah, which is also, like, like, a sign of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, even though your dad is gay. There's a lot of gay jokes, like, actually. You can and, still make gay jokes. And, you know, like, I think that's some of the stuff that aged for Seth, where, like, he makes a lot of gay jokes. Mm-hmm. And that was just the humor at the time. Like He doesn't like was, to hug. Yeah. Like, he never hugs anybody because, like, he doesn't hug. It's, yeah, like, it's weird. I think... I mean, I don't know. So, what does the show look like to you when it's remade? If it's remade now? 
what would you fix in this show to make it work now? Like, there are still shows like The O.C. now. Like, Riverdale, I feel like, is very... Yeah, The O.C.-esque, sure. except, except the- with, like, supernatural elements sometimes, yeah. and, like, genre-bending elements and yeah. whatever. So I think it's just, like, just different incarnations of The O.C. over time. Gossip Girl very, like, very much used... Directly. It. Yeah, like, directly <laughs> used it. And the creator in general, Josh yeah. Schwartz... Yeah, Schwartz. Like, He's wrote the pilot. He's still working in the industry and creates these teen dramas now. Yeah. Did you feel represented watching these? Like, was this true of your experience? <laughs> no, but I think that's the point, right? Mm. That it's not supposed to be... It's a good point. It's not supposed to be that you see yourself on screen. It's not supposed to be relatable. You're watching very pretty people, usually very rich and privileged, live out very rich privileged lives if they reboot the show there would be way more at least people of color because they have to but i'm trying to imagine like a saved by the bell the oc you know like Mm. we're like they're trying to you know have the characters that they built the series on um but like updating them for current times yeah could that even work i mean that's what they're doing with gossip girl Mm. But, like, so much of the show, like, so much of the appeal of the show, at least now, like, is the nostalgia of what it used to represent. Like, the time capsule-ness, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And this is the last question for both of us. Do you now see the hype of why people like this show after watching it? I do see the hype, I think. Is that good or bad? Like, do you see through the hype, or do you... Like, I, I, I think if I had been watching the show, like, if I actually watched the show instead of whatever else I was watching, Veronica Mars, probably. Like, I think I, I would have, uh, I would have actually really liked it. And at the time, I, like, I would have really enjoyed watching it, and I, I would have liked being able to go to friends, and be like, oh my god, did you look watch this week's episode of the OC like oh my god why did Marissa do that she's so dumb yeah and so I guess like I see the hype but also like it's not that great because it's so so old and there's so like it's so soapy yeah and it's mostly for like it's mostly nostalgia at this point that keeps it going but I guess the question becomes like will you start to watch it nostalgically now no no? No, I don't think I'm ever going to rewatch the You don't think you'll ever, like, revisit it? Mm-mm. Mm. Okay, so here, here's where I'm at with it. Brother. Bro, brother. So, I understood this show... I, I only have ever understood this show through hype. Uh, all my friends really liked it. They all thought, like, yeah, like, it's actually pretty... Like, I feel like that's one of the most common things I hear about the show is that it's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And after watching it, I can see some of the appeal, but I think the thing that I like most now is just that, like, I now understand it as a piece of culture. Yeah. Not that, like, I necessarily am invested in these characters. Not that, like, this is, like, my favorite story. While I do think that there are some moments of brilliance, uh, especially, like, the, the Chris Mika episodes are actually always pretty genuinely fun. Or, like, engaging, whatever. But, yeah, I think that the the scandals and, like, the violence and, like, these, like, this 
the seeming escalation just kind of drags the show down in a way where like do we have to really go through this again? In, in the conversation, Galindo said that he like only watched uh, certain in, on rewatch. He only watched like certain stories, and that makes sense because like there are parts here where it's just like yeah, it just feels like I'm revisiting my friends in some ways because mm-hmm. like you do because you you spend so much time with them, you feel like you're a part of their lives in some way. Yeah, I think a lot of like watching sitcoms or like binging sitcoms is almost like Stockholm syndrome with these characters, especially the OC because when we watched it. It felt like we couldn't escape it. Like, you were dreaming of the OC. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But I guess, like, if I compare it to, like, Gossip Girl... Also, the show... We were very young when this show started in 2003. For me, Gossip Girl was the show that I was like, oh my gosh, it's so, like, it's so dramatic, it's so ridiculous, like, I love it. And I just recently rewatched the first season, and I think the first season was very enjoyable, but, like, it falls into the same trappings as the OC did in Mm -hmm. that like it keeps escalating things and it keeps like like twist after twist after backstab after backstab and it just gets so exhausting that like when you're watching it it's just it just it's so like I don't want to rewatch all of it like I stopped in season two like midway season two because it was just too much Mm -hmm. and so I think that's how I'm sure that's how Galindo felt when he was rewatching it and he just chose to rewatch a few a few parts of the story yeah. instead of all of it. Yeah, it's almost like the nostalgia isn't enough to escape the fatigue of, you know, the melodrama. Yeah. That's actually why I usually don't watch these shows. That's usually why I tend to stay away from them. But, like, I mean, you know, like, I I can now understand what the OC is. And, like, I think I'm ready to end my time with the show. Yeah, Same. I see the appeal for the time. I see why people would like it and, like, love it still to Mm -hmm. this day. But it's just, you know, those two seasons, season two and three, are just so hard to get through. They're rough, rough. They're so rough. I mean, season one is a marathon. Yeah. I had fun. (laughs) I'm glad that I now, I've, I've now watched it and I see the appeal and I'm, like you said, I'm happy to hang it up and be like, cool, now I know. I understand. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening. The rest of the podcast will be our conversation with Gab Chabran, his wife Katie, Eric Galindo, Kareen, and me. The hostess with the most. The hostesses with the mostesses. Yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. This is what we had to say about the show. And now we'll open to the larger discussion. Cue it in, Michelle. Let's introduce everyone on pods. We have Eric Galindo, famous writer (laughs) from Southeast LA. We have Gab Chabran and his wife, Katie. Hello. Both super fans, OC super fans. And then he's a bigger super fan. Caesar, as always. <laughs> I gave up. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about like your your guys' experience with the show and like why you liked it so much. Because like I didn't, I didn't watch it when it was on TV, so I'm curious to see like what was the appeal for you guys and like how does it feel? I don't know if you guys revisited it. I know Galindo did. Yeah, Katie did also. Yeah, I well, I grew up in Orange County. And it came out when I was in high school or about in high school, middle school. 
So I watched the first like season and a half and then I just couldn't, didn't care anymore because Marissa. And so I stopped watching it and I just rewatched it sometime during quarantine, but I don't remember when in this past year it was, but it was in quarantine. We, I watched all four seasons. Did it feel the same? I liked it. Um, well, once I got to season like through season three, I really liked season four. So season one and season four were good, but the middle is hard. Was hard for me. I checked in sort of casually here and there, but I would say I I started to probably try to watch it around when it first aired, also, and probably got as far as you did. Yeah. Uh, originally, otherwise, it's just kind of been there in the background for me. Yeah, but back back then we didn't have like. Netflix or even no. TiVo or DVR, like no. So you caught the show when you caught the show, and if you didn't catch the show, you didn't like. Yeah. So it wasn't like I remember viewing it. And I remember being the zeitgeist, and like I remember like feeling it, feeling that it was very relatable to whatever experience you were having in actual life. You know, because you were like in high school, you were doing yeah. things, but it's not like you watched it. You know, like every week I watch this and, you know, like you were clocking it or anything. So I have no idea. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of content at the time that portrayed young people either, to Galindo's point, uh, Mm -hmm. as far as that goes. Because, again, we're talking about sort of pre-streaming era. Other than that, you have sort of like a lot of cable and shit like that. The internet's not really popping off like in terms of what it used to or what it is now, you know, in terms of there wasn't like YouTube or anything like that, you know, so yeah. Uh, yeah, certain forms of media were, were, were all sort of, you know, um, somewhat out of reach, I guess, too, as well. So, but there was yeah, like in that sense, you team. you want to you want to check in with it because it's like it's a portrayal of your you know generation or whatever. So, and also because like it's supposed to be like it makes fun of the OC, like it's not like right that that's the appeal for a lot of people. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, I think it like makes fun of the snobbiness of rich people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't that like whole, all of like what Sandy Cohen's like whole thing is, you know, like he's a mm. lawyer, he's like a Berkeley guy. Like, mm. yeah, he kind of like hates on it the whole time. I don't know. You know, yeah. that's just what I've witnessed. But yeah. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. He like, well, he's they never call completely the, happy the there. It's supposed yeah. to be Newport Beach, right? So it's Newport Beach. It's specifically yeah. talking about Newport Beach. Cause when we talk about OC, Orange County, there's a lot of parts of Orange County that are not Newport Beach. No, this is portraying the South Orange County elite is what it is. So, like, there's South Orange County and North Orange County. Yogalotties. Yogalotties. So, I, like, I grew up in South Orange County. So, this, it's, like, not even making fun of it. feels like a fairly accurate portrayal. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like it's just, I don't know if it's, like, tongue-in-cheek. I think it's, like, this is what... This is this like is just you how know? It feels like the movie Orange County is more making fun of than that was a good movie. Damn, yeah. I forgot about. <laughs> I think that they movie. came oh, out around God. the same time, or yeah, at least did. they were still Within like a few years of yeah, each other. Yeah, there was definitely like some overlap as far as that goes. It captures that young malaise kind of feeling, like the mm-hmm. nihilism of youth, and especially when you, when you look at like Seth and uh, Rachel Bilson's character. Summer. Which summer, mm-hmm. Seth and Summer. You know, it's funny because I I feel like their character, like the humor of the characters uh, is like the prototype for a lot of humor of the 2010s. Yeah, a lot of people give them that that credit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, season two is super, like, because by season two, the hills had started. Mm-hmm. Right. Laguna Beach, yeah. See, like, those are the I shows like that the you... the real OC, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Laguna it's, Beach. It's, like, it's part of, like, the 2000s, like, bling era shit. The rise of, like, reality TV and, like... Yeah, yeah. Popular it was MTV. It was, like, MTV. it was, like, the MTV kind of show but it was on fox you know it was something you could have seen on mtv but it was was also kind of trashy right that was like the the aesthetic yeah it's it's definitely trashy and it's definitely also blending comedy and drama together yeah in a way that a lot of shows do now but back then it was it was kind of unheard of so what was it like to revisit it now that you rewatched it recently like did you do you like it more now or less or how do you feel about it now i don't know i feel like it's hard to get rid of that feeling that you had when you first watched something that you felt was like seminal right like this was like a seminal show that Mm -hmm. was speaking to me in a way that other other art had not and when you revisit it you're more like it's nostalgia for that Mm -hmm. feeling it's comfort a little bit hard yeah Yeah. it's comfort It's, it's like it's like if you grow up eating like Pizza Hut, you know, when you think Pizza Hut's the best pizza in the world, like that feeling is hard to like separate yourself from. But yeah. I, I recognize like <laughs> like how much television has evolved since then, you know, and the things for the better. Like sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, evolution to usually like for the better, right? I mean, there was a lot of things that show was doing which was just like old classic tropes you know yeah mm-hmm. like uh trashy you know, the, the two girlfriends and even even that but like i was thinking more like trashy novella twist you know like oh, yeah. yeah like the soapy elements oh, of it yeah like oh my god ryan's the boyfriend the hooking up with the mom and mm-hmm. boyfriend yeah. hooking up with the mom or ryan's the dad comes back or the mom the comes back. Or the brother comes back. Oh, the ex-girlfriend yep. and the pregnancy, and then then she the lying <laughs> man about the miscarriage. <laughs> and it was yeah. and, and specifically is designed to like keep people apart, right? They're obstacles yeah, to these to these relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was they, that that was it. The chaos feels very like fabricated. Like, mm. what just... are we gonna do to keep them apart this week? Which is yeah, yeah, yeah it's just... only two couples that they're keeping apart. So it's like these thing crazy things are happening the same to four people over and over and, and over. for twenty five twenty five <laughs> episodes. The whole one was twenty seven episodes. One twenty seven. <laughs> so like I, I haven't ever seen this. Like I I I knew about it and like. I remember, like, as a kid, seeing how, like, how much OC shit was coming out. And, like, because my, fa- my my dad had family in the OC. Right. I remember, like, you know, like, being familiar with the OC, but, like, just having, like, you know, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't, like, a fan of it. So I avoided mm-hmm. the show for a while. But I heard from so many people that, like, that they really liked it. So I felt like I wanted to like, check it out, see what the hype was. Mm-hmm. What about you, Karen? Yeah, you're not a teen drama person no. at all. Whereas I, on the other hand, love me some good teen dramas. Um, but this one was the one I missed. I I feel like there was a show that came on after it, and that's the show that I was watching at the time. So I only ever watched like the last five minutes before the show that I wanted to yeah. watch. What show was that? 
I don't remember. I really don't remember. So, like, I only ever saw, like, the previews of the next episode. And that it just always seemed, like, really dramatic. But it was one of those, like, by the time I found out about it, it was, like, season two or something. So, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, what's the point of jumping in now if, like, the, you know, the train has, like, gone on without me? So, that's kind of how I thought of the show. And, I mean, like, as new, like, as a new person to it, I I can see, like some of the charm or like the appeal of it, but it's just like the, there's so much of it that just gets dragged down by like, as we mentioned, the soapy stuff that like, I can see why people were like, it feels like, I guess like the walking dead when like people just, I guess would like check in sometimes, but like they didn't really keep up with it like that. Yeah. What are your guys favorite characters? That's what I want to know. Definitely Seth and Summer. And honestly, On rewatch, there was times when I would just fast forward through any time Seth and Summer were not on screen. Really? Or Sandy. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really Andy like Sandy. It's a, it's a kind of ruin Sandy sometimes, and they make him very non-Sandy-like. He does a lot He's of also questionable like, things. Yeah, like, so many questionable things. Like, oh, yeah, let me just call this favor into the DA real quick for you. Dude, if I was Sandy, I would fucking hate these people because he has to, like, save them every fucking, like, Like, he's so well-connected. Like, but he's codependent. DUI. Yeah, I think that's that's it, too, for sure. This is a show about codependent people. I mean, like, that's all. Everyone on the show is very codependent, yeah. except for Seth. You except think? for... Yeah, I think Seth is um, too egotistical to be codependent. Like, he's very, mm. like, the world revolves around him. And whenever mm. something he doesn't like is happening, he just bounces. Yeah. Right? Mm. Like, he at some point, he just leaves and he goes, he goes to, to, like... Portland. Yeah. <laughs> just, he has a, he the goes, lead arc. He's supposed to be the most relatable character, but he's got a, his own boat. Like, yeah. Fuck out of here! Yeah, <laughs> and then he like he like lands a comic book gig yeah. like right away. I'm like, what the? F-? And he's Dude, like, and, 18, then, and then just sixteen, seventeen, and it just goes away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it comes back <laughs> right during college application season. Like, oh yeah, remember that? Another character reminded him that he did a comic. Right. Yeah, I don't understand what's happening. I guess I guess when you're like that rich, it doesn't matter, right? Because it's just like I mean, I'm sure he's getting a bunch of royalties, and he's just. He has money and he doesn't even notice. So I imagine that his character was like the most appealing because of like, you know, he was funny or he was, he had like a wit to him, but, or the fact that like he was like a nerd that got bullied and then like Ryan, I guess, like changed the trajectory of his social, whatever. But like, there are a lot of, sh- there are a lot of things about Seth that like are kind of shitty. Oh, yeah. He's not a good, like, person. <laughs> I think summer no. and uh, summer is also summer. terrible. So Tomo's a terrible person she most of the time. Shallow, but like she mm. keeps to herself. Like she has a good relationship with her dad at the beginning. Uh, she's a good friend to Marissa and she's asks her. Yeah, she's very direct. I don't know. There are a lot of good qualities to summer. I think she's I think the most having horrible. a good relationship. She's, we were, she's uh, terrible. She's terrible. That that well, first season, especially. We were talking actually about, uh, I think this is in relation to Summer, but also just some of the other female characters and how there isn't uh, a lot of infighting. On the uh, younger, the, on the, the older women fight, but yeah. like there, it's like very like healthy female, like high school female relationships between them. Even yeah. like when That's there's true. like 
Anna and Summer, because my favorite character was Anna. Mm. Then my know. first watch through. So when she left the show was when I left the show. Yeah. I was like, she's she Seth's love interest. The one with the short hair, favorite. Seth. Uh, yeah, the short blonde one. Mm-hmm. So they, but like, or even her and Summer when they're trying to get Seth's like love and they both give him like on that um, Christmica episode, the first Christmica. Mm-hmm. Greatest. That's uh, the greatest episode of the LC ever is first Christmica. <laughs> and they, but they're not even mean to each other. They're like very respectful and nice to each other the entire time. And they're like, well, she's here too. So like, you need to answer for both of us, not because I want to win you. They're just like, you need to respect us equally. Yeah. So it was actually like, that would never happen on a TV show now. No. So your yeah, favorite that character was, was Anna, you said? Yeah, Anna and well, was Anna and Seth what did on you like my first Anna? watch. Well, because I just thought she was the cool one. Got it. Mm. I mean, I was it like was six, 16 or 17 when I watched it. So I was like, I want to be that cool. <laughs> yeah, she's like artistic. She's like she yeah. smart. She reads. Yeah. And she's she's not not awful. awful in that first season. Summer, like, it's unbearable. She was awful in that first season. Like, wow. She feels like a wish fulfillment character for that. I didn't remember how yeah. awful she was until I rewatched it. Because, like, in my mind, I'm just like, set this summer forever. And then I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that girl is terrible. But then the other thing is, like, he wants, like, her story arc, she does become super cool. And I love her by the end. But, like, that's where Anna was when they first met her. I was like, you could just date Anna and you wouldn't have had done all this work to make summer cool. <laughs> and then the, yeah. his thing was, like, summer is just creepy, right? Like, he you know, moved his like, after her. To like yeah. to talk about it in reference to like we we so we recently cute. we recently watched New Girl and they do that trope of like juggling two women thing and yeah. you know for that show it kind of makes a little more sense because it's like Schmidt cool. was insecure so like he's trying to overcompensate and mm-hmm. like that's why he's doing it but for here like they do have that arc of like Seth being very like. You know, uh, girls love me all of a sudden yeah but like i don't know if it was like he almost didn't earn it it's just like the fact that ryan came out and like now he's kind of a little cooler it yeah, felt very like zany at all i don't know there, does there have to be a reason for a guy to want two two girls no not really i actually think Cause... i actually think like most of seth's like his uh like he operates on like sitcom rules for the most part mm. he does yeah and it's and, very like, like self-referential like... right yeah, and everybody else is like dramatic. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's like yeah, an, I, think, an, I think the show would have been great if it was a half hour. Yeah, for sure, a tight half hour comedy with a little bit of like weird craziness drama. The drama never works for me. Like, the, no, that's like why none of it. Four was so good because they gave up on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got we. I had whiplash for season four. Yeah, it, it was, was so a fun. fun. It was a fun season, but it's just it's too little, too late. You know, like right by then you've seasons. already uh, yeah. And then just, like the first couple episodes are like Jason Bourne, fucking Ryan or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't like work a, as much as well. Fight Club, whatever guy. Yeah, and then they switch it, to like oh sitcom <laughs> rules of like, oh my gosh, Taylor, no. and like it's been her. I love Taylor was my favorite character on my second. I watch. liked her. She I was, liked her. Yeah, and Taylor. I loved every second of it. <laughs> I like Taylor. I like Taylor. I think you know what it is. I think like the reason the drama never pays off is because they raise the stakes, but they never really nothing ever happens except for when Marissa finally dies in that one episode. Yeah, yeah. But it's always like, oh, Ryan's hunting this guy down, and then he catches him, and then it's like we're best friends. Was now. that 
Was that intentional? Like, <laughs> did they try to I go for like a detective thing? Because it felt <laughs> like it was Detective Ryan. Yeah, every like, fucking look, season. look at him go, Detective. I don't know. Ryan. That's how he got that yeah, Gotham was... Muncheck after this. No, he went Southland after this, bro. Southland, yeah, Southland. <laughs> Galindo, I feel like you're a big Southland head, aren't you? No, I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay. oh, oh you haven't seen Regina the show King where he plays the cops. cop after he did this? Oh, maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't really like a lot of cop shows as a kid. You know, it was, it was just, it was, it was too. King. Yeah. But like, was that Regina a thing King is that dope. people liked back in the day that like he was a detective or like he solved these problems? <laughs> girls, girls liked him because he was attractive is what I recall. I remember hating him specifically because boiled. girls liked him. He got that like, and girls would be like, I would be out. He really does. They'd be like, oh, look at that boy over there. He looks like Ryan from the OC. Yeah, and but I like the fact that, that was he's it. Like, like I'd lose that girl; she'd be gone. I like, I've always loved the fact that he was from Chino. I thought that was a great. You know, like, <laughs> like, uh, some of the, the only white humor, humor is hilarious. It's the only white I don't think it's an, in Chino. I don't think it's an accurate portrayal of Chino by any standard. <laughs> it's not no. Chino in the in the vernacular of this show like occupies some like mythical place. Yeah, yeah. where there's is only there yeah. Chino's not, like Compton. It should be Riverside. That's yeah. how people in Orange County refer. Well, that that's from Riverside instead of that they just call it Chino. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason. Well, they talk a lot of shit on Riverside too, don't yeah, they? Because, yeah, they do. Because yeah. Julie's yeah, someone from else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, I respected the Riverside shade. Um, yeah. I, honestly, this is what I remember when I rewatched the show. When I started rewatching the show, I remember I texted my friend who's a TV writer and I was like, hey, I bet the OC was originally written with a, a Latino character as Ryan or a black character as Ryan. And that's, the that's studios exactly what I said. I'm made like, him this- change it. Yeah, that's that. That's, that just is that Kristen Dunst movie, isn't it? Which one? Um, like the Crazy Beautiful. Crazy Beautiful. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that is. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, what's his name? Jay, yeah. Jay Hernandez. Yeah. Jay Hernandez. Thank yeah. you. Shout out. Yeah, that's a dope movie. Yeah. I, but I feel like it would have been cooler if they had leaned into it, like on some brick shit, like into the detective stuff, because. Sometimes I think uh, like later on, it really does feel like some like some hard boiled high school stuff. Later on, like break four, we got some like like yeah. Like I think some, it's got. I mean, some, I don't uh, think it goes like light that brick far, vibes. Yeah, it's it's yeah some some some. I'm definitely getting some brick vibes, some boss baby vibes. From <laughs> I think what I think what the OC did was like it did sort of pave the way for more dramatic comedy matchup stuff. And like this, you know. What else would you put in that category? Yeah. Now, nowadays, or day, or back, like Veronica Mars, I think there's a lot of. Oh yeah. A lot of like. This, was this before or after? It was around the same time. time. During. Yeah. But I think it was like you know that video you sent me, Caesar, about the millennial humor thing. Like I had never thought of like defining that, mm-hmm. but it is an interesting idea of like how comedy sort of for our generation became so dark and surrealist yeah and i think that that's that's what you see in in the oc which is like look at this funny I mean, show i feel like they're like they're like trying to grapple with it you know like yeah they're not they don't exactly like yet. know how to like control the narrative you know it's yeah. almost like they were testing the waters to see if like yeah they would be interested yeah. it's because no they, they didn't know how to do it you know they were no. inventing it like after no. school special sometimes definitely 
But that was very typical yeah. of that that time too, uh, as well. A very special episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a lot of like, oh, you know what young people are doing? They're watching a lot of TV. How can we help yeah. them? We'll listen to messaging yeah. through television. Yeah, that could tie to some of the soapy stuff that we were. I mean, it, that could tie yeah, with some of the soapy stuff we were talking about too, as well. You know, because I mean, I think even like a lot of the sitcoms had that. Like we we rewatched Moesha. Oh and yeah, we were like talking about That's all the peak, like yeah. the special the special episodes. Yeah, and, like, yeah. yeah. When Marissa OG'd on the painkillers, I did have like flashbacks of Jesse and her caffeine pills. Oh yeah, Saved by the Bell. Oh, from Saved by the Bell. I'm so excited. Jesse in this house. Yeah. Right? Have you seen? There's have you Jesse. seen the revival of the, that new Saved by the Bell show? Makes yeah. fun of that a lot of the caffeine yep. pills. Surprisingly, that scene was pretty good. I thought, like, it was a little ridiculous. Like, no, the whole. But I, I was ridiculous. like, ah, you know, like I'm in. I guess the song is like catchy enough. When she ODs on the pills, yeah, and he's Look, like I, carrying I think, her, and she's just like. Ah. I think they it's do so one of the things that the show does really well is I think it does a lot of filmmaking really well, right? Like, yeah, things yeah. are shot well. The music, also, I mean, you're talking about a time when music was like changing right like, yeah well, like that was the that, indie that era was, yeah yeah like i mean basically i think what Wait, it hold was on, hold, on, like, hold on hold on hold on we got an exclusive from the music editor the la taco music editor <laughs> oh, break down the music of the oc for us <laughs> please Jesus christ no Tell us I, a little what, bit about the pop punk uh you know like give us some context here you need javier for that no i don't want to talk about pop punk man <laughs> well i mean they, they did have a lot of already. pop punk and like well okay no that mean but to eric's point though is what, what what he was saying about like it ushers in this era is basically like when indie music started to target specific you know mainstream audiences uh as it were from a marketing standpoint i mean it's it's kind of similar vibes of what we see with like the garden state soundtrack and, and all this kind of stuff too as well. And I think that that's a large sort of part of it. As far as that goes, my question, what do you guys think? Is it, was I mean, it I thought a, the music was pretty fucking good. Like, I think that's some of the best. Yeah. But you gotta remember, no, nobody was doing that. Like when they started doing that music on TV shows was not like of the moment. It was just like, soundtracks right it was just scores yeah and and but the 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 people that were doing it were like the black shows right like right uh moesha uh fresh prince of bel-air like shows veronica mars were doing it martin like they were doing it but like on a prime time drama yeah they weren't playing They, they were playing like old shit you know yeah. So that, not not just playing the music, but like featuring the the bands on the show as like they're performing at a club. Yeah, right. And the music almost like plays a character in in the show. Mm, you yeah, know? for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. it's such a large part of the, even the, the theme song. Live. I mean, yeah, I feel exactly. like I feel like the show is very musically minded. Like, yeah. it's always sure. it's always thinking about like how to create the vibe or like put on like a song that like really fits because like it was a lot of stuff that even i grew up with like some like album cut uh gorilla songs and shit like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i was reading up um some of the some interviews i guess from like a 15 year 
like article or something with the creator Josh Schwartz. Schwartz, mm-hmm. Schwartz. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was actually behind like the first six episodes. Like all of the music was like from his mm-hmm. like personal playlists and stuff. And mm-hmm. then Coldplay reached out to them. Mm-hmm. For their album mm-hmm. to see right. what songs they could use on the show. Nice. It was like OG yeah. TikTok, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah after Wait, yeah. Rooney got like Rooney shot like through the charts when it first came out. So once everyone saw what was happening with Rooney, they started reaching out is, to. Is the that show. the theme? No, yeah. the Rooney's theme the, is Phantom Planet. Oh, the one yeah. that's All the right, brother. Right, right. The brother. Rooney's the Schwartzman brother, brother yeah. right? Yeah. Jason Schwartzman's brother. Princess Diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to go. So I, I noticed that you smirked, Gab, when uh, you're talking about like, I don't know, this like synergy thing with like TV, I guess, um, and music. Is that a, was that a good or bad thing? Like, how do you remember that in terms of like being a music fan at the time? I mean, I remember being excited about it in the sense that, you know, it was an opportunity to kind of learn things. But in retrospect, it it was like I said, it was kind of, it was all very commercial. It it, it, it was very commercialized, you know, in 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 at the same time. So it was a very specific kind of type of music, you know. And some of it I did enjoy, you know. Um, but Katie, she had a lot of the soundtracks. No, also. I just had the one. Soundtrack. She just had the one soundtrack. <laughs> For season, season one soundtrack. Yeah, the first album. There were six soundtracks. Uh, for so, yeah, like album. imagine, imagine a show dropping a soundtrack. Like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you're lucky. I mean, you get a playlist now. That's that's what you get. You I know? the I had the first album, and I must have bought it on like early iTunes or whatever, because it's still somehow in my Apple playlist sure, and I, you stole it, it from Napster. Like, you have the mp3 <laughs> but it still will like randomly start playing when i like connect to my car and it's like the first thing that comes on is the oc soundtrack <laughs> so what's on what's on there do you, remember, do you know some of the songs that are on there what's the dice one that's the other one. Oh, it's that i don't remember who sings it yeah and then like the rooney's on there phantom planet's on there um is nick drake on is, there, is modest moss think, on that one I don't remember. I, I think, think Miles the, the, might have been on the show at one point. Yeah, they were on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that was like yeah, season two. I don't think so because the album is like more like mostly first season. I was think. the That's Champagne it. Supernova cover on there? I don't think uh, so. They oh, had a lot of bangers going? though, and a lot of covers of like big hits. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of covers. Yeah. So what what would happen was is like a band would cover it, and then like you would hear it on the show and then the next day like morning becomes eclectic would be playing it on kcrw or something you know it was like it was like this whole little like sweet spot of culture that sort of you know showed itself as far as that goes you know going back to sort of that marketability of that goes you know it was like pre-spotify core I guess yeah. in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, it's like modern day, you know, like elevator music in a sense, you know, like this would be, this would become, you know, basically the, uh, the, the radio. Cab, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Like TikTok, right. That's what TikTok kind of serves now. It's like exactly. people, people release songs on TikTok. Yeah, definitely, or, um, like, labels, like, finding ways to, like, get their music on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, because yeah. Yeah, it used to be, like, film used to be, you know, when Scorsese did that, 
with uh, Goodfellas and then sort of revolutionized yeah. the way film does that in the 60s yeah. and 70s. But I think the, I think the OC did that with that indie generation. Yeah, but uh, even more so, like, it becomes, like, elevator music or something, you know, uh, you, as far as that yeah, goes. like the, the iTunes commercial music. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, you'll you'll get into an elevator at the the standard or something. You know, that's enough with the elevator. And uh, you <laughs> yeah, go, I don't well, know what no, no, elevator music is. It just means like you go. To, I'm saying you go to like a you go to like a hip hotel or it's something like, Starbucks. like that. Okay, and then yeah. they play music. Ambient, oh, ambient. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. like nowadays, oh, nowadays, so, like, like, this, it became this type of it became music so prevalent. Yeah, exactly. And now it, you can it, hear it in the elevator. Yes, exactly. But I think what he's like the modern example today is like how all you need is just one song and you can build. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I do elevators play music? Yes, yes. What? I've Not never noticed all of them, but like most. Of them. Okay, okay. If you're okay, but I'm saying if you're like in a fancy hotel or something. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I believe you. I believe you. I just, I was just thinking of like the last time I was in an elevator. I'm like, I don't remember that music. But that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, um, I did write down a quote that Summer said about Death Cab for Cutie that I really enjoyed in the first season, and yes, she said it's like one it. guitar and a whole lot of complaining. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. And I mean, I'm a fan of Death Cab, but I just thought that was such a good um, way to describe <laughs> it. <laughs> I think a lot. I think Summer had a lot of the best like zingers. Like she did. was funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I like cultural critic, you know. Yeah, I like, I like, I mean, I like her as a character. She was a terrible person, but I liked her as a character. Yeah, so was Seth. I mean, they were both kind of. She was like, I think that she was like more the Abed than Seth was sometimes. Mm. More the Abed or Abed? Yeah, like Abed from Community. Like she was more the like self-referential type person because she like I think the I think the Valley acted as like obviously like a stand-in for the show. Yeah, because she's obsessed with the Valley. Or yeah. pop culture, like her pop culture. I don't know. Like her cr- critiques were more cutting and more direct. Sharp. Like she well, did the she voiceover was, thing. Main, she was the mainstream one, right? And Seth is supposed to be like the indie guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like he he's watching you know Japanese cinema and like comic, comic books and stuff like that. And she's anime. she's doing mainstream stuff, you know. Yeah, but Which at the time basic. was like was was Seth perceived as like. I mean, was that like, this is a different time for nerds, right? So like, what was he, was he like? Well, I I think it was kind of like, I think it was kind of ushering in that era as far Mm -hmm. as that goes, you know? I think that. (laughs) The hot nerd era? The hot nerd, like indie era. I think it all goes into one and sort of. You know, that's why I say it's like a Seth is sort of the conduit, you know, yeah, as far as he's that like goes. The first one I can think. It's like yeah. a time capsule yeah. almost, right? Like the show Definitely. becomes a time yeah. capsule Definitely. for this yeah, yeah. shift in the culture. Yeah, when you like when they like pan down and you can see like his shoes mm-hmm. and he wears those like kind of like bell bottomy jeans with like the the converse, you know, so and it's Paul yeah. Frank t shirts. Yeah, yeah. The tight shirts, you know, like real stretched across. So even like the logos and stuff like that on his shirts are very. Well, they're either like, band shirts or Paul Frank. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like the designs are oh, very yeah. like of that era too as well. <laughs> what about when, he, uh, when he starts smoking? He starts smoking pot. Almost that episode's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, he he smokes yeah. like two joints and like. He but he doesn't. He doesn't like in his bedroom. Like no, I smoked two joints today. Like. 
He's acting. They're acting like it was like a big deal. Also, like, I mean, surprisingly, I think that the, there are a couple things that the show like handled you know very I, well. This is my favorite line from the show, which was Ryan says something like how he always used to lose fights until he moved to the OC. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he used to a, get his ass kicked. My, yeah, my training ground was Chino or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I didn't always... win any fights until I moved to the OC. <laughs> well, the, I think uh, a much better show than the OC that kind of put everything together was Gossip Girl, and it's by the same people. Yeah, right? same guy, so right? I, Yeah. Never watched it. So I feel I like I can't get into that one. Yeah. I was talking about person. this whole time. I was talking about Gossip Girl, and I'm like, this feels like Gossip Girl. I'm getting. She was like, I'm getting Gossip Girl vibes. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like pre like it was in that same world, right? It's like all these rich kids. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a, yeah. a poor white kid that moves to hanging out with these rich kids yeah. mm-hmm. because that's how this the, the show's creator felt because he was you know from from the Bronx or wherever the fuck he was from. He's from Rhode Island. Yeah. There you go. He's from Rhode Island. He was uh, very. He felt like an outsider because he was in LA and he was rich now. And see, now that sounds like an interesting show, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, but that's what you're saying. Gossip Girl is though. That's what all his shows are. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what this show is. No, right? I know. But, but when you, you th- said when you said Young Sandy, I'm like, oh, they should have made a spinoff called Young Sandy. You know? <laughs> well, I think Seth. Seth so Seth, <laughs> yeah, Young Sandy would have been a good. They With might Matt Greenfield you know? playing him. Why not? He's rebooting. You know? yeah. He's rebooting all his old shows. So yeah, there's actually there's a new oh there's a new show set in Orange County on yeah. HBO Max. Wait, so what were you saying? Why do you think the Gossip Girl like does what the OC does better? I guess because it is a like a very funny drama, hmm. and it actually because it has way more characters. It can mm-hmm. s- sustain this, like, these crazy twists a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think it had the same problem with, like, too many twists all of the time, like, over time. Yeah, but I, but I think it's, like, way less obvious when it's, yeah. it's like, not happening to the same people over and over again, right? Yeah, like, like, I think the OC was, like, the prototype, and then, like, Gossip Girl mm-hmm. was a more polished, like, lo- like, it had a look and a feel, and, like, the world surrounding it made more sense. Mm. That's what's crazy about these kind of shows is because they existed at such a specific period in time where it's like, you know, these seasons are so long, you know, so they have like all of this time to fuck it up. Basically. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Trying also, to, like, and it's like it wouldn't it wouldn't be like like for a show like this existed now. It would only be 12 episodes. A yeah, season. exactly. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if that maybe um, 10. Like like what? Riverdale is like the equivalent or, or version of it or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. And it's longer, well, but it's still the, not that. The many. CW is that now. Like the whole yeah, it's all uh, is a lot of like teen drama show. Well, and then, and then their Warner, their uh, or so their DC content, right? Which is a lot of teen drama. Like Swampo yeah. was a teen drama for sure, and then it yeah. became like a a drama. Did people understand like the poor? Like the I want to get the I want to get the sense of like was the violence what turned a lot of people off of the OC. I doubt it. No, I when it when is that corny. ever done? I think it's it just a soapy, corny it Marissa sucked so hard that yeah. people were like, Oh, okay. Sorry. I remember it. my point. Was the reason why it was so long because it was so successful? Like, did they give them extra 
episode. No, I just that's how long shows were. Yeah, the seasons. You know, it's like you know, you got twenty. You were twenty six episodes a season or something like that. Mm -hmm. Now, like an Mm -hmm. average Netflix season is like eight shows or something like that. Well, when did and the the fourth season's only sixteen episodes long, so they didn't even get a full. Yeah, and they were on their way out at that point. You know, they probably yeah, they already been canceled. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why it got so wacky. If yeah. it was that the whole time, it would have been so much. It would have been longer. It would have kept going. Yeah. I mean, look. The OC started 2003, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sopranos started in 1999. And Sopranos was far superior to any television that yeah. had ever come before it. Sure. And sort of changed the way television. still, too. Yeah. Yeah. And the, but, but what I'm saying is, like, that was the beginning of, like, the, the golden age of television, right? As like, they, right. They, yeah. called, yeah. they called it. So it's like the OC was airing during the golden age of TV, but it was still broadcast. And it was, so it was trying to do all these things that a lot of broadcast shows weren't doing, but it was limited by the fact that it was 25 season orders, 27 season orders, and that it was uh, a weekly, right? Which means that it was like, it was not serialized, right? There's no, right. There's, it's not a plot driven show. So it's a character driven yeah. show, but they were trying to do a bunch of things with the plot to sort of keep people riveted episode to episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was where there was a lot of problems, right? Right. Because when you start doing that and all your characters are unlikable, mm-hmm. you start getting like issues like girls, right? Like other shows that have had that similar problem when you create very unlikable characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at some point if there's no plot to keep the characters like there for you to care. Shitty characters on here, right? I mean, as far as that goes. Like, Everyone surrounding Marissa. It was Marissa yeah. brought it all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, everybody's kind of bad though. Like yeah. at some point, like none of them are like good people. No. Like, yeah. yeah. Sandy's I mean, the only one that's Ryan, good. I guess, right? I, yeah, I don't know. He, yeah. He's very violent. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. very violent. He also, like, yeah, I don't know why he thinks he needs people. to save everyone. He's, like, he's who super is he boring. to be the savior? Ryan is super boring. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't. He opens up towards the end, though. You know, that's like, that's Thanks the to one Taylor. Thing. Yeah, that's what I was noticing, you know. Uh, that's when, remember, everyone's like shocked Taylor, and funny. I just feel yeah. like Taylor felt like she belonged <laughs> on Felicity or something, right? Like, she just came from another show. She was like a Gilmore yeah. girl. Yeah, or she, they should yeah. introduce her earlier. I feel like Gilmore Girl she, is a far superior show. I, I okay, feel like also talking about them. shitty people, those are not good people. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good show. I mean, that's the thing, too. You guys keep talking about, like, the morals of these characters. I'm not watching this show for, like, you know, to, to no, find No, but I think, I think if you're people... Like, well, they're so concerned about their own, like, morals. I'm not talking about their own likable as people. people. They're just, like... They're unlikable as characters at some point, right? It's not. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Not as people. Like, as characters, they become very boring and one-note and, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you just don't want to anytime Marissa's on screen you're like you know it's going to be like oh she's going to make some bad decision and it starts feeling like you're dating her and it's just it's not also, like, it becomes very like cyclical like the same stories get reintroduced like the Simpsons stranger the who's best. never been here and is like trying to sabotage the relationship it's but like it's every all season out. yeah and everybody's Surely friends uh, yeah I, I don't know man there's a lot of dumb characters on there I feel like what was Marissa, Marissa's boyfriend in the first season? Uh, Who's dad? He was great. Oh, the Luke? gay dads. 
And yeah, they just got rid of him. Yeah, like, they handled that pretty well. And he was like a fun, like you, you, you grow to love him after a while. Yeah, I yeah, read something. Why I was they reading the creator. Re- he regrets getting rid of Luke so early and um, Anna's character so early. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like those are Yeah, we might have been reading the same article. Yeah, it was a 15 year anniversary one or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I think that Luke that's was big, very that likable. Was, yeah, Luke and Anna were great. Something yeah. about like that he had run through all their stories, so like he had to let him go. He did the same thing with supposedly the same thing with Marissa. Like that's why he killed her because he didn't have anything left for her to do. Was there any behind the scenes like any like uh, gossip girl? Was <laughs> 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 a gossip girl? Wow, behind the no, I'm saying like gossip, comma girl. Was there any well, gossip well, as to why he killed her? Off? Was there anything? Well, she but, yeah. She, she also said anything a lot. But I don't know if that happened after the OC or if she was she did started get, on the OC. She did kind of get into some like sort like of Lindsay like, Lohan shit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was that era as far as that goes. But that's always kind of been a thing, isn't it? Aren't, aren't especially young female actresses they get kind of put to the ringer in a way that's very yeah destructive. Totally. But did yeah. that is that the reason why they like wrote her off or it was just I don't know what came I first. Know. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. It's I don't remember. She's on the hills now. Specific. Isn't she on the new hills? She got cut from that. She like only lasted the first season. This is very meta. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Right, so- I, I don't remember. I just, the only thing I know is that what's his face was dating what's her face and then they broke up on the show and then in the valley now- the characters break up. But now he's married to a gossip girl. Yeah. Yeah, now Seth going is to the lead Meester. I want to mm. ask you guys about your favorite arcs. What was the, the the arc or like, I guess. Most compelling. Yeah, like group of episodes that you were like most captivated with in the show. I think Christmas goes my favorite episode. The earthquake episode was good. I think for sure the only one that has an arc is Summer. Mm. Yeah. She's the only character that becomes something different than where she started but like you know I like think. there's like the the little trey arc there's like the fucking oliver arc like all these little like dumb little subplots. i hated oliver so much i hated fucking oliver so much, so much. Or like what is the, what is all oh yeah Phantom oh you Megaplex. mean like story arc i thought you meant character arc yeah like oh, no, story, no, no, arc. story arc oh okay my bad uh yeah i mean i don't know i like i like when marissa shoots homie's brother <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like that's like iconic, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm, what to say? <laughs> what you I like say? Olivia. Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde's character. Oh yeah, the club. She's, She's a club manager. Yeah. Chris Pratt was pretty good. <laughs> I like Chris Pratt. I got. I really liked Ireland. Chris Pratt in the alt universe, like bro Chris Pratt. Oh yeah. Yeah, that guy was hilarious. Ho, ho, ho. ho. Oh, Lindsay. Oh, that's right. Lindsay was nice. I liked her. Which, I thought she was a which nice Lindsay? Which one's Lindsay? Which one's Lindsay? Caleb. I was like, is this my child? favorite Chris oh my God. performance? I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I thought Caleb. I'm like, I mean, Star I like Lord Caleb. is cool, but. That felt like a, like a you know, let's let's try to get the attention of the teens kind of thing. Yeah. I definitely like Caleb. I thought he was, I liked him as a person. I wish he was like, um, except at the end when he just died broke. I thought that yeah, was like dumb. on some Tywin shit. Yeah, for no reason. That's whose funeral was at the 
Oh, the Wayfarer chapter. I did not yeah. like Caleb. I thought he was. Which is the same episode that she shot him. I, he yeah. was like, for he was real though. Like, honest, you know? Yeah. Like, Rachel, he was like a terrible Rachel person and he owned it. it. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of respect Julie. She's I was just going to say, Kate. I actually really liked Julie by the end. Yeah. I respected her up until when she doesn't kill Caleb. Yeah. Or it was like, like a save. It was like a save the cat. Everybody's got a save the cat moment. Like, she really I just don't. Did up to um, for Taylor when the shoe was in the coma. <laughs> yeah, she, she was in that coma for like mom. two hours and like went up against her mom. I was like, oh man, I really like her right now. Her mom was like shitting on her. She was like, why do you look like shit every time I see you? And she's yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry. Awful. They they literally had a season where all three of them were living in a trailer. I mean, it's just nonsense. Where in Newport Beach was that trailer park? But I also feel like because she's like, you know, the person trying like hardest to fit in, even though she was from the from Riverside, I feel like she kept it real a lot of the times. Like she she just she knew like she was petty and like she knew what she wanted in a way. She was trying to hide who she was. She knew what she was doing and was very like honest from the get on. Mm. I mean, you know, wanted to be rich. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, but like she was the most self-aware, is what you were saying. Yeah, in a yeah. sense, which is it's, those are always she was the most always OC make the best. Person. Yeah, the, those always make the best characters because you can identify with them, but still sort of like live vicariously through their decision making. Uh, as far as that goes, you know what I really like was that yeah. hillbilly dude. I liked her. Oh my fucking god, Foghorn! The <laughs> was he the one that the bullet. Bullet. Bang. bullet? Oh my god, bang. I, I couldn't bang. Jula <laughs> Cooper, you're gonna marry me. Bang! I say, I say, I say. He was like ridiculous. <laughs> He's like Yosemite Sam or something. That guy was like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I still think and Kevin Sorbo at the end. Oh, I hated watching that just because I know who he's become. Mm-hmm. Well, he was um, that person then too don't worry yeah but like it was just like while I was watching it he was like tweeting people were, ret- were like it was like a battle oh, yeah, like all the Trump shit when I was binging yeah when I was rewatching it it was a lot of Kevin Sorbo in the ether of modern society and I was like Ugh. also yeah, he had Hercules, terrible terrible actors yeah, terrible actor, actor. what was the, t- the TV show that he had what was it uh, uh who do you think is the best performer on the show? Best actor? Mm-hmm. Definitely Peter what Gallagher. Gallagher. Yeah, Peter Gallagher, Gallagher, for sure. Yeah. I, Straight up. I mean I don't think I don't think anyone else was acting I thought I thought Kirsten was pretty good. I just think I, th- like I know, I I think they were all pretty good. I, I don't think Chris, I don't think there were too many people that were bad. I mean, there was Kevin Sorbo. It's hard to tell if, if Homie that plays Ryan is a bad actor. Because he just kind he gets of doesn't better. say anything. I feel like he gets better, though. You get to see him sort of develop more. Yeah. He doesn't uh, say anything. He's got no lines. Well, well to, lines to go back is... to that season four with what's-her-name. Why do I keep forgetting her Taylor, name? Taylor. Taylor. He never stops talking, yeah. so he has to respond. All he says like, is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No. Mental yeah. punches. His, yeah. His, uh, his delivery He's, improves a little bit more. He's good at like the physical acting for sure. Like when he's angry, when he's sad, you can see it. But he doesn't have a lot of lines. So I don't know. Maybe he's good. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think he's just like you didn't watch there, Gotham. You know, like 
I like him on Gotham. I definitely like him on. I He's like the best on thing on Gotham, I think. Yeah, I like him on I Gotham. Watched. I only saw one season of Gotham. Yeah, I liked it. So, what do you yeah. guys think of the violence in the show? Like, I feel like <sighs> to me, it felt like they just kept trying to like top themselves, and then it just became like, "What are we doing here?" That feels I very out. like it feels very network of that era, like network TV as far as that goes. You know, I would have not considered you, classified any of the things that happened on the show as violence. I mean, it's like just so like. I mean, like Ryan hits like, somebody almost every episode for really no reason. Classic cliffhanger kind of stuff, you know. Even oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about clash clashing. Sorry, I'm talking about like just violence, like uh, Oliver having a gun. Trey having a gun, Maurice, Marissa shooting somebody, Marissa dying. Like I, there was a lot of violence in the show. I did not yeah. consider. I just, it just, it's so like it feels mid. very soapy. It's, yeah, it's it was so, very soap opera the way they handled all of it. It felt like yeah, it's almost that was, that was, comical. It's yeah, not real. But, mm-hmm. So for me, it's like the violence wasn't that interesting, and it just became like this moment where like something happened. But like, well, that's you know, usually, that's my. That's why I gave up. That's what, but like, I, but also to my point, like I think like when you're you're watching it back to back, like a like a binge, you know, kind of thing. Whereas I think it plays differently when it's playing weekly, you know, over uh, years, over yeah, over years, you know. Uh, I think that has an element to it too, where it doesn't seem as you know compacted, you know, and sort of meaningless after a while yeah. when sort of played in quick yeah, succession um, like that. I, f- so. I find the I find that category wrong to assess any other things that happen on here is violent <laughs> like what? it's just it's just what not is, it's not real violence it's not like what's happening i think that the like, show like it's like fabricated violence in so order to create yeah. drama for these characters right but like it, it then starts to become like oh well, like let's just keep introducing this and like the most interesting thing about these characters is just like how they interact with each other but they're like throwing in these like Dramatic, really like, I, like, I like when they, I like when Ryan fought people. I like when he hit people. That's what you're asking me. That was fun. No, I, mean, I that, that, that was fun, even but that bad. bad. That was just like, that's what I'm saying. To me, it's like, he does know, how, he does know how to throw a good punch. <laughs> I'm mean, talking more about like Trey like, coming and like, that's a very telegraph punch. He does a Did very telegraph punch. Did she Trey when she shot him? I don't remember. Okay, that, that scene for sure. I think that that scene is when, I would say like that's what about when Volchik like ran, runs over runs him over off the road and Marissa dies that's violent someone literally Maybe. dies how, how can that not be violent well it doesn't necessarily somebody dying doesn't mean doesn't automatically equate violence but does it it was I mean he rammed the like, car by... into the car to kill them but I guess to the earlier part it doesn't feel like real violence you know doesn't feel, like, yeah it feels yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's extremely violent. Like, I feel like the Animaniacs was a more violent show, you know, like, I think you're having trouble with the word and, and like, not what I'm saying. Cause like, I'm not well, saying think, that like the violence is good or bad. I'm just saying that like, it makes, it makes the show like have to be scandalous instead of just like tell a fucking story. <laughs> You know, I think I that's what they were going for. They were trying to be scandalous. It is yeah, part of the story. Like, it is part yeah, of the story, though. I you know, so yeah, it's the, it's the narrative devices that they fall on to kind of keep the wheels going. It just uh, was character. It's a, yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's in character. If Ryan is a violent dude from the hood, supposedly, right? 
So violent attra- he attracts violence and follows him around. Marissa is a dramatic person who keeps dating dudes from the hood, like Ryan. Yeah. Everyone she dates is like hood, except for that that, that weird gaslighting kid. Um, Oliver. Oliver, yeah. But, I mean, at some point she's dating the gardener. She's like the only time there's yeah. a Latino on the show. Mm-hmm. Is this poor gardener who would probably split Ryan in half, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like if they they never you notice they never pit those two guys against each other. But yeah, I don't know, man. I think it was just like boys being boys. I know now it's like a different thing to talk about, but dudes just throwing punches, guns coming out. It's like that shit was just. I think that was very ordinary things. Marissa dying obviously takes it up a notch or when she shot his brother, but even he survived. Like if the show really, really wanted to, if the show, this is my biggest problem with the show. Like I said, it raises the stakes and then nothing happens. Right. Yeah. Like that guy gets, she shot that fool and that there's no way he survives a shot like that. Right. Like that's unrealistic. to this guy survive that and also like pretty unrealistic also if I remember yeah all of it was i mean yeah and then he just goes like Ooh, what you say they make him from like <laughs> this is a guy you like you're rooting for this guy and all of a sudden he's like a sexual predator yeah right and it was like because he did a little bit of blow and it's like yeah, that's why he assaulted Marissa on the beach because yeah. he did blow. Right? Yeah. It's like this weird relationship with uh, narcotics on the show, where mm-hmm. like, oh, so that's smoking a little joint. Obviously, his life is falling apart. It's a very suburban. How, it's a very suburban, white suburban time, way. Yeah, to, to look so at it's things. definitely what they're what they're they're trying to portray, right? And yeah, and this guy who we're rooting for, like, that's a terrible choice. Like, as mm. the storytelling goes, right? Because you, you're rooting for this guy. He's re- rehabilitated, right? He's trying to do the right thing. And then <laughs> he tr- he doesn't just try to kiss his, like, brother's girlfriend. He tries, tries to, to rape her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, okay, so, all right, so now you made that choice, right? And now he's he's the bad guy. And then you shoot Is that him. Is not violent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's violence. And then you shoot him. That's why I said the stuff with the brother is the is like real violence, right? Then she shoots him, and he survives. And they make us root for him again because he does the right thing. And like, you know what I mean? It's so it's so bizarre. Like, yeah. why, they don't make you root for him after he, he's in the coma. They just like get him out of it. Like, they make well, they get him out of the coma, and then he tells the story about how Ryan really is the one that shot him. Right, so it wasn't Marissa. So Ryan's gonna go to jail, yeah, and Julie, Julie Cooper did this. Mm-hmm. But then he does the right thing, right? And then he we'll goes away. Yeah, and then later on, Ryan's like checking it, checking up with them. Right? They're like, "You got to forgive your brother at some point." It's nonsense. Why'd they keep him alive? Just kick him off the show an, an episode later. I don't get that choice. Like, yeah, I agree. For what? What was the point? He should have died. Or you shouldn't have been in that situation. The same thing with Julie Cooper is going to kill Caleb, right? She's like, I'm going to kill him. Uh, this is going to change the course of the show. Nope. She doesn't do sex mocking us. Who dies anyway? Like, 
I don't get it. Like to me, well, it was why, like, well, I think search so party, I think, search party makes hard choices, and then all of a sudden the show just completely changes, and all of a sudden the char- your your relationship with the characters changes. But this show like took you to to right to the edge, and didn't do anything. So this whole time it just wasted your time, your energy, like your yeah. it sucked you of your joy for the show. Yeah, especially and seasons I, I, two and three. I think that that's the role of violence in the show. It was just like fake outs to just like yeah, it was these fa- characters it- in like weird directions that like it just felt like not they weren't genuinely like upset at each other because it was just like an obstacle for them to like be back together. Yeah, it did feel like uh, convenient, right? Like the violence was convenient. I guess is that what you're yeah. saying? Convenient, but that, also yeah. just like as a way to like create intrigue, like little pockets mm-hmm. of intrigue. Yeah. Like little mini arcs, like two episode arcs of like, oh this this salacious thing happened or like, I know what like was, uh, I like uh, what was the point? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I like get the that. characters like, don't deal with any of the tr- like the trauma. Like a lot of like really serious stuff happened to them, and then it's just <laughs> the next episode they're like, yeah, just get over it. You know, yeah. like oh yeah, like let's just talk it out, and then they never do, and then the story moves on to something else. It was also, I think, except for Julie, there was also not a lot of, like, sexiness, which I thought mm-hmm. I remembered watching this show. Well, they didn't show. have sex until, like, season three, Marissa and Ryan. But Summer and Seth have sex. Yeah. Did they? Was it really season three? I think yeah. they they only show it in season three, but they I'm sure they've done it before then. Well, yeah, I think they did. So, I know. Yeah. We saw this. We saw the episode, and I was like, "Is this the first time?" I guess because like they made a big deal of it. No, it was but, the first uh, time since she had killed. She had shot his brother or something. Mm. And there was I like, know, but yeah, had, I think that the there's feelings. not as much sexiness for sure. Yeah, right. And I remember, like, in my childhood, thinking that that was a show that was like, "Wow, that was a crazy show." And then watching it on re- on like now, I was like, "Damn, that show was super tame." Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, when you compare it to like, I just rewatched like the season, like a season of Gossip Girl, and like they're having sex all the time, mm-hmm. and like there is bra, like there's like bras and panties everywhere, you know, and that's also like a teen drama. Yeah. Like Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those shows are way crazy, way, way they they heighten everything, and they don't True. they don't back off. They don't back off, you know. Yeah. Like I think that that's I think that was the problem with the show, and I think maybe that was just a network thing, right? Like the show was yeah. the network. Maybe it was like yeah. we want this show. People like the show because it it's crazy, but you're going too crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. So do do you think that the show like has like a life now? Like, do you think people will still find it and like find it interesting for what it was doing, or like think, do you think that there's too many? I think shows people like who. This now? I think people who are interested in that specific time to like look at it from sort of an artifact standpoint, like a time uh, capsule. Yeah, I think they'll definitely sort of see yeah, people, that. that people might be who like reason. nostalgia, right? Nostalgia. Yeah. 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 I think then, they're probably going to bring it back. They'll, they'll probably reboot it at some point, and it'll be like think, easier. How do you think they'll find an interest if with like a new generation? Same way they're doing with everything else. There's a new Gossip Girl coming out. There's a, yeah, there's a new Gossip Girl coming out. There's a new Fresh Prince coming out. Spider-Man's been rebooted every couple years. Saved yeah. by the Bell. It's going to be like a reboot or just like a spin-off? Or a... No, it'll be a reboot, I imagine. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think, know. Maybe. I think it I would make more sense if, 
if he was like a person of color. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, Gossip Girl's doing that, right? I don't know that that new that new OC show they're doing on HBO looks very similar to the OC, but with like identity issues. And then you look at something like Euphoria, and I feel like Euphoria is you know the OC, but just dark. I think yeah. the OC was trying to be dark. That's what I think it was, and I think it yeah. was it was a week on it, you know. But I think Euphoria doesn't have as much like humor as the OC or like whimsy. No, no, I think it went. I, I think that's the, one the of biggest... the good things about it, though. Yeah, is, I think yeah. Great, it has the humor, you know. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, like, I think I think I think that's the best part of the show, and I think that yeah. that's why I think it would have been a great half hour show. Like yeah. with a little because bit of drama sprinkled in, even like with like, and I and I've only watched a little bit of this, but like even with like a show like I May Destroy You, you know, like it's like serious, but like she's like joking about it too. Yeah, at the same yeah, time, yeah. Mm-hmm. a lot really of like to like heighten it, kind of like yeah, like walks both angles, you know. That's another half hour though, right? You look at like yeah, yeah, it's tight. It's very tight. Yeah, I think but you that show to, also think... feels like it's made for like it's like uh, made in an, made for an audience that doesn't have a long attention span, but it's like so heavy. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Mm. Yeah, that feels like a lot of content now these days. You know, yeah, <laughs> that feels like short, one of short those attention episodes spans feels like very a heavy in the DLC. Yeah, yeah, no, I think true. yeah, it's just like a whole ass mood for sure. You know, I think now television is trying to answer these big ideas. And trying to to have these big messages, right? Like, mm. like, like I may destroy you is tackling a very serious issue, right? Which is, you know, you know, violence towards women, right? Yeah. And what, how that impacts us as a society. And I think Euphoria is trying to do that with like, right, the the opiate epidemic, right, and how that impacted young younger people. Mm. And but I think that is true, though. I think that like. New no, Girl is about, too. but like I think just because like it wasn't thought of that way, it doesn't mean that you can't. Think no, I mean you can read, you can read, you can read whatever meaning you want into anything, right? But I'm just, yeah. I, I was just saying like the LC was trying to be outlandish and it was trying to be big and it was trying mm-hmm. to be of the moment, but I don't yeah. think it was like trying to represent anything or answer any big questions. I think it was trying to represent a couple things, though, especially like, like that kind of nerd dumb at the time. I think he just it was just doing it though. Like I don't think there was any thought into it. But what's the difference between doing and representing it? I'm, no, I'm, what's the difference between doing something and then putting a lot of thought into something and doing it? No, like in this case, like them portraying it that way is displaying it or is portraying it that way. No, I'm saying that there's a difference between having a lot of forethought and doing something intentionally and doing something accidentally. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't think, I think he created, I mean, I, he specifically says he created Seth as his own, his, him. He is Seth, yeah. right? Which almost every like creator is done with anything they create, right? They create a version of themselves, right? Like Nick Carraway and Gatsby is the narrator. Is Fitzgerald... Sure. Right. I don't think it's like the reason I'm doing this is because I want more representation toward nerds. You know, I don't think it was thinking about that. All right. All right. I just want to just one more question. Like, why would you guys recommend this to like a new audience? 
Katie? I don't know if I would. <laughs> I think I would just tell them to watch the first and fourth season. Mm. Because mm. I don't know if we need to put anybody through all of Marissa. <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely like fun. I will say like it represents the time so well, like fashion wise and the music. So yeah. it is like a very interesting read just like culturally on that stuff. So I mean, if you're curious to know about that, like they get it pretty dead on. But like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like go about being like, you gotta watch the OC, like I do with like making people watch Heart of Dixie with Rachel Bilson. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that, Glenda? No. You should check it out. What yeah, about you? Guys? I would recommend it to people. Yeah, because I liked it, and then say, oh, I liked it. You should watch it because because it might because you might like it. That's probably <laughs> there's not a single show in the world that I would recommend for any other reason. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a context which I would like be in where I would recommend. I'm like, hey, you know, OC, you should check it out. You know, I, you I might actually, like the OC. Like, I think you got like I know a lot of people who do ride for it like that, mm. which is why yeah, I yeah. thought like you guys were bigger like riding. You guys rode for harder, I guess. I mean, no. I don't, there's no, there's not a single show that I would. No, because like I think that. it goes back to like, like what we were saying, like comfort and stuff like that. Like we watch this stuff to feel comfortable. You know, it's not necessarily thinking like it's good or anything like that. We're not like trying to like. It's That's not, all the TV I watch. I don't watch any of it for being good. I watch it. <laughs> just like brings you enjoyment, you know. Yeah, but it's I like mean, a I think personal the, I think thing, the was you know, good. in a, in a sense, you know. I think mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why we go back to these things, we have some sort of personal connection because of who we were when it aired. Oh, yeah. In a sense, you know. Yeah. And part of that is like remaining in contact with it still at the same time. But also, like, taking in the nuances of life and, like, how we've changed and, like, how things are different now and how we view these things from that perspective. That's a uh, very, very intelligent answer. Oh, hey, please, please. <laughs> no, it is. It's a wolf answer. Like, I mean, it's like, I liked it. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. If you don't like it, stop watching. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I mean, but it's just like. The only show like- I always recommend to people is The Sopranos. Because I think that's just the greatest show of all time. Yeah. But I mean, I think as we already said, it's not necessarily. This isn't in the league of that, you know. In no, it's not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the Sopranos I mean, I, I can think, feel the similar kind of the comfort vibe, you know, for yeah. some people. But for some people, I think for yeah. sure there are like some moments of like where it's pretty brilliant. There are other times where like it's really slow and like kind of boring. Yeah, yeah. I can see the appeal, and that's what I was trying to figure out with this whole thing. Yeah, but if you um, maybe, have any, like if, if you if like you the actors it. at all. Like yeah, if you like it. if if you're a fan of uh, what's his face, if you're a fan of Adam Brody, like then this is your, yeah. this is the greatest show of all time. Yeah, I mean yeah. I, that's I would recommend it right there. It's four seasons of Peter Gallagher. What more do you need for his eyebrows though? Young that's Sandy, eyebrows, no reason young to Sandy. Sandy. I mean, well, Peter, I Gall- that. Peter Gallagher is great in other things. Yoga Lotties. But yeah, Peter Gallagher is great in a lot of things, right? True. Adam yeah, Brody, this is his like opus. I don't. They don't feature him as much in anything else, and he's never done he's anything. Re- quite. He's really good on single parents. But he's like a side. He like comes in for like a handful. He's not the I main still character. Like his character. No, no, no. Huh. All right, I, I, you guys got to go. I'll let you guys All go. Right. All right, guys. Peace. Thanks for coming on. All right. Okay. okay. Well, bye. bye. I just say bye.